Welcome to the Bethel Church Austin Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this sermon by Pastor Joaquin Evans. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit BethelATX.com. Anybody happy in here? Come on, yay God. Thank you, Jesus. It's too late to preach, so... I'm not gonna. I'm just. I'm just gonna. I don't know what I'm gonna do, but we'll figure it out along the way. See what God's doing. No, uh, I'm half joking there. I have a couple of thoughts, more an exhortation, and uh, and then we're gonna we're gonna pray for some people. Because the presence of God is here, and uh, yeah, I can feel I can feel the Father's heart in here, and the transforming love of God is in the place. And uh, how many people know it's it's not our words that transform; it's His grace. And sometimes His grace is on our words, but sometimes He doesn't even need our help. He's just here. Thank you, Jesus. You know, and we just had a, we had a, a phone call, uh, a Zoom uh, conference, a video chat with uh, Candace Johnson, the wife of Eric Johnson, the, the pastors of uh, Bethel Church Reading, the local, local church pastors, and they're talking about this fresh move of God that's happening back in Reading, and, and uh, she got so moved when she was sharing just about what God's doing, and and that church has been in existence over 50 years, and they've seen God come and do a lot of things. But when God moves, how many people know it never gets old? Because God is always fresh, and he's always doing a new thing. And uh, she was moved to tears. She's just talking about this fresh move of God that's, that's blowing through and, and how it's becoming normal again. And they've had this in seasons past where, where nobody speaks. Like God just shows up and 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 she used this term. She said, We have we have to hold, we have to come to service holding it lightly. Because we're not in charge and we're not in control. Thank you, Jesus. I don't know about you, but I want to be in an environment where God is in control and where God is in charge. Thank you, Jesus. You know, we didn't, we didn't, we're not here. We had um, an elements class uh, earlier this, before service afternoon, and we're just sharing with that class, like, we're not here, we're not here to do perfect, pretty, polished church. We don't want to play church. We want to be the church where God shows up and transformation happens. Come on, thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Yeah, you know, people are people are like, why do you worship so long? <laughs> and I'm like, if you think this is long, you're gonna be really disappointed when you get to heaven. Come on, this is this is the pregame. This is warm up. <clears throat> And all, all joking aside, it's not even warm-up. It's actually warming this world up to look like his world. 
so that he can step in and that he can be God in our midst. Wow, he inhabits the praise of his people. Thank you, Jesus. You know, Jesus is, I don't feel like when we get to heaven, Jesus might have a lot of things to say. You know, we all think we have it figured out. We all think we have per- perfect theology. We all have, but I have, feel like Jesus is going to have a lot of things to say. You know, yeah, you thought you had that figured out. Well, uh, but what I'm sure of is he's not going to ever judge anybody for worshiping too much. I just, I just thought I would put it out there. Whew, that felt really good to say. <laughs> I feel lighter. I don't know what just happened, but I just got free. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but I will, I will tell you this, you know, it's, it's, it's not about being crazy, it's about being free. And it's not about being a demonstrative, it's about being abandoned. And abandoned can look like anything, you know, it can look, you could be in your chair, lost in God, he's touching you deep and he's transforming your heart, that's all that matters. You don't have to be standing on your chair you don't have to be jumping up and down, but you can be. It's not about being crazy. It's about being free. And the reality is it only looks crazy until something happens. It's only, it's only crazy until, until little girls are prophesying on Lamar Bridge and changing people's lives. It's only crazy until people are running into people at the mall and leading them to Jesus. It's only crazy until tumors start disappearing. Until deaf ears start opening up, until marriages are restored, and then it's not crazy any longer, it's heaven. It's not crazy, it's Jesus. And Jesus happens to live outside of our box. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> and we're learning to line up with his ways. Thank you, Jesus. And his presence is here. It's only crazy until something happens. <laughs> And just to make sure we know it's not crazy, I feel like he wants to see some things happen right now. <laughs> the king of kings is in the place. And he, he inhabits the praise of his people. And when he comes, he brings all of heaven with him, all of the dynamics, all of the nature of heaven, all of his goodness come with him. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. How many people know that freedom isn't something that Jesus does? Freedom is what he is. Provision isn't something he does. It's what he is. Healing isn't something that he does. It's who he is. And when Jesus is present, healing is present. It's because it's who he is. I feel the good nature of the Father in the room right now. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) You can't give him the type of praise that we gave him tonight and not have something good happen. (laughs) How many people know we serve a good father? It's not a trick question. You have permission to raise your hand. We serve a good father who's in a good mood. And, And if he's a good father and if he comes when we pray, then his goodness comes with him. So if Jesus is here and he's good, then it's impossible to not have good things happen. Wow. 
Thank you, Father. Wow. He's just looking for people who will surrender it all to him. Not try and perform and not try and act like we have it all figured out. But we'll surrender to his grace and his goodness. Man, I feel his grace in the room tonight. You know, we've been in this, God releases seasons. There's, there's clouds that, that move in. And we've been in this place of God restoring neuropathy. People with neuropathy, God restoring bodies. And I feel it again tonight. <clears throat> Nerve damage, loss of sensitivity, even, um, even uh, stroke symptoms. I see God restoring that tonight. In Jesus' name, God is, uh, tonight in our Activate class, arthritis was healed tonight, among with other things. But I, I feel that in the room right now. If I start to call these things out, if you have any of these things, just start to stand up. So neuropathy, nerve, nerve damage, any of that stuff, <clears throat> I want you to just to stand up. I, I also, um, jaw pain, um, TMJ. Uh, or any uh, out-of-alignment restricted mobility in the jaw, I just want you to, to stand up where you are. Tinnitus, ringing in the ears, I want you to, to stand up where you are. <sighs> Arthritis, I mentioned already. Whew. <laughs> Shut up, Baba. I can feel that. Uh, in the, I can feel that in the atmosphere of his heart, his goodness. Here's a unique one. I, I, I felt like um, God, specifically said someone damaged... Um, Almost destroyed their kneecap. Like medically, you were told, like you 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 about destroyed your kneecap, and God's bringing restoration there. That's you. Just just stand to your feet, and I feel a real authority over deafness and hearing loss. Thank you, Jesus. I also feel a grace over uh, everything terminal, <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, thank you, Jesus. Uh, cancers and tumors, thank you, Jesus. Can you stand up? Thank you, Jesus. We're gonna we're gonna pray for these people. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Well, if you uh, if you're if you're standing, I just want you to put your hand up so we know where our targets are. And if you're not standing and you, and you believe in Jesus, the love of God, the grace of God, you are now the ministry team. <clears throat> I dub you and I anoint you right now in Jesus' name. Listen, I want you to go and find someone to pray for. But listen, before you pray, the, the presence of God is in the room. Come on, listen to me. The presence of God is in the room. And God is what? God is what? Good. Therefore, it's impossible not to have good things happen. We don't get to decide everything that he does. We don't get to dictate. We get to worship, pray, and celebrate what he does. But listen, he, what he doesn't need is your help. He doesn't need your long prayer, your elegant prayer. In fact, I don't want you to pray a long prayer. <laughs> Whoa, I want you to pray short prayer. Man, this deafness thing, I feel it so strong. If you have hearing loss, deafness, I just want you just to make your way up to the front real quick. We're just going to go after this. Deafness or hearing loss, just come to the front. If you're praying with, if you had your hand on somebody with that, you can just come stand behind them. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, wow. 
like, can you just put on some music in the back real quick? We're not going to take a long time. Just put on some music. And now listen, I want you to pray 30-second prayer over them out there in the audience. 30-second prayer and then have them check it out. Have them check it out. If they've got breakthrough, give thanks to God. Give a hand clap. And if, the, if, if it's only partial breakthrough, then pray another 20-second prayer and then have them check it out. Right now, go. Release grace. So he doesn't need your help. His presence is here. Don't tap into your ability. Tap into his goodness. Well, I need... I need some, they got people standing behind them. I'm just going to start over here on my left. I can have some catchers just in case there's anyone that doesn't have someone behind them. I'm just going to go quick right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If you're standing with someone who already got prayer, make sure you help them check it out however they need. Wow, cell phone, whisper in their ear, snap your fingers.
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Look, if you got, if you just were receiving prayer, I want you to check your body out. If you just were receiving prayer, I want you to check your body. But I want you to really check your body. We prayed by faith. I want you to check your body by faith. I want you. I want you to stretch, bend, twist, move your jet. Your jaw, your neck, your knees, check your hearing. Come on, thank you, Jesus. Listen, if you're still praying, that's all right, but I want everyone, I want everyone's attention up here just for a moment. Shh. Everyone's attention up here just for a moment. Listen. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. It's also, it's also a form of worship. That when we give thanks for breakthrough, breakthrough increases. And I want to tell you that even, even 2% is a testimony. Because it means God stepped into the equation. We just prayed for just a couple of minutes and if God stepped into the equation, if we give him thanks for that, it will increase in Jesus' name. Now listen, I know everyone is sitting down again already, but this is an opportunity to give God big praise. So, so this, wait, wait, wait. If God brought some measure of breakthrough to your body, I want you to stand up, even if it's 2%, 10%, 50%, 100%, stand up and just start waving. Just start waving your hands like this. Just start waving. Keep waving so that, that everyone can see. Listen, listen, it's only crazy until something happens. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, thank you, Jesus. Come on, give you praise, Jesus. Listen, anybody... Anybody standing, breakthrough in the ears, just wave at me. Uh, keep, keep your hands up. I felt it. So, keep it up. Keep it up. Liz, Liz, one, two, three, four, five. Keep waving. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Come on, keep waving. Twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. Come on, let's give Jesus praise. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we give you praise and glory. Praise and glory. We give you praise and glory and honor. Praise and glory and honor tonight in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. You know, there's a story in the Bible that we all know really well. Most of us would. Anyhow, and that's the story of the woman with the issue of blood. And the woman, she pressed through the crowd. She pressed through the crowd to get to Jesus. And she just touched the hem of his garment, but she touched it with faith. And the Bible says that Jesus felt, felt virtue or in the Greek, dunamis power, leave his body. Transforming grace left his body. 
And he stopped and he took notice and he said, who touched me? And, and the disciples were confounded because there was a throng of people all around him trying to touch him. But he felt one lady touch him because she didn't just touch him in the natural. She touched him with her spirit. She touched her, him with her faith. She touched him with her heart. And he said, he said, go in peace. Your faith has made you well. But listen, I want to tell you that until the moment where Jesus turned and said, who touched me? Because I, I want to pause the story here, and I want to tell you that in the kingdom of heaven, hunger never goes unnoticed. It's not in the capacity of Jesus. It's not in his nature. It's not in his DNA. It's not in his ability to walk past hunger without stopping and taking notice. But I want to tell you, before the moment that Jesus turned around, everything about that story was wrong. The woman was, the woman, it broke every rule. It broke every social norm. It broke every, everybody's comfort zone. It broke that thing that said, this is not the way it's supposed to happen. It broke that thing that said, worship isn't supposed to go this long. <laughs> Everything about it was wrong. She was unclean. In that society that she, she couldn't come in contact she couldn't come in the vicinity of people who were clean because of her, her health issue. She had to cross the street. She had to announce when she, where she went her uncleanness. That's a bummer. But listen, by in, the, in, the old, in, the, in the Old Testament, that when you were unclean, what you touched became unclean. But by the grace of Jesus... In the new covenant, that, that what we touch becomes clean. But listen, she was unclean. She had to cross the street. She wasn't supposed to be in the crowd. She wasn't supposed to be elbowing people. Which, listen, isn't okay even if you are clean. <laughs> Pushing her way to the front, elbowing people out of the way. Listen, she was a woman. Again, she was a woman who was there on her own. Not okay in that society to be pushing her way through the crowd. Everything was wrong. Everything inside of, of, of that culture at that time would have said, this is not okay. Until she touched Jesus. Until, until she broke through with her hunger and she, Something inside of her that drove her that said, I don't care. I don't care if this is considered okay. I don't care, I don't care if this is normal. <laughs> what happens when we get a whole company of people who would just press past normal? <laughs> to touch his heart. To touch him with hunger. At that moment, Jesus is on his way because God is always moving. That didn't go over well. Listen, God is always moving. Listen, it's not a question if God is going to move in this generation. God can't stop moving. 
God spoke and the universe was created and the universe is still expanding to this day. God doesn't stop moving. Our hunger ebbs and flows. Our willingness to press past normal to touch the hem of his garment. God's moving. The question isn't, will God show up in this generation? The question is, will this generation be the one that presses past the crowd? Will this generation be the one who presses past to apprehend what God has already made available? How many people know that his dunamis power, his healing virtue was already available? How many people know that it didn't turn on when she approached the crowd? It didn't turn on when she started pressing. He, that is who he is. That virtue was always there. It just took somebody to recognize it. It was already there. It just took somebody to press into that, past that place. Say, I'm going to grab a hold of this. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. A rabbit trail, but. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of chatter on uh, on social media, and uh, you know, a good friend of ours, Sean Bowles, repeated the prophetic word that Bob Jones had given to him repeatedly years ago that that when the the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, you know that revival is at hand, and that God's raising up His apostolic Chiefs. And there's so much chatter on on social media, and it's like, oh, the, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, revival's here. Listen. I want to clarify, revival is not coming because the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. No, what Bob Jones is saying is he's saying that I can see in the spirit that God is already at work. He's already moving. He's already making something available. And you will know that season is upon you when the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. Whoo, shut up, Baba Kiriba. There's a season it's upon us. But it still it still requires those who are going to press into what's available. <laughs> because God will often allow the crowd of normalcy to shroud him not cuz he doesn't want you to apprehend but to see who's hungry enough to apprehend. Whoa. Do you know that it's often the process that prepares you to apprehend the promise? <laughs> you know, if it was, if you didn't have to press at all, we wouldn't know what to do with it when we got there. We'd be like, oh, I don't know what to do with this. <clears throat> it's that pressing that prepares us. Thank you, Jesus. I tell you, there's a fresh... There's a fresh season upon us. Like God is, God is doing something. God is doing something. He's doing something fresh. There's a, there's a season, and he just needs those who will press in, those who will press past normal, those who will, those who will say yes with a renewed, with a regenerated yes, a surrender all over again. Something is getting ready to break out. 
Whoa. <laughs> and the reality is, God's not, God's not starting to move. He's been moving. <laughs> but he's making the places to press in, to apprehend, to touch his garment. He's making them thin. Thank you, Jesus. I, I've shared this before, I believe, but in Ezekiel 47, it's the, it's the story of the river that flows from the throne under the threshold of the temple towards the east. And the angel comes and takes Ezekiel. And in verse, Ezekiel 47, verse 3, And when the man went out to the east with a line in his hand, he measured 1,000 cubits, and he brought me through the waters. The water came up to my ankles. Again, he measured 1,000 and brought me through the waters. The waters came up to my knees. Again, he measured 1,000 and brought me through the waters. And the water came up to my waist. Again, he measured 1,000, and it was a river that I could not cross, for the water was too deep in which one must swim. A river that cannot be crossed. And he said to me, Son of man, have you seen this? Then he brought me and returned me to the bank of the river. When I returned, somebody say, when I returned. There along the bank of the river were very many trees on one side and the other. And he said to me, where the water flows the east region, goes down to the valley and enters the sea. When it reaches the sea, its waters are healed. It shall be that every living thing that moves, whatever the rivers go, will live. And it goes on, verse 12, along the bank of the river, on this side and that, there will grow all kinds of trees used for food. Their leaves will, will not wither and their fruit will not fail. They will bear fruit every month because their water flows from the sanctuary. Their fruit will be for food and their leaves for medicine. You know, this is an interesting passage here. It's talking about this river that flows from the throne. It's the river of God's presence that flows from the throne. And the, the man, the angel, takes Ezekiel and he, he measures and the water's up to his ankles when he crosses and then again knees and then again waist. And then uh, and the last, he says that the river can't be crossed. He says it's too deep. But notice that it doesn't say he doesn't enter. He says it's too deep. One has to swim. Do you know what shifted there? He left his comfort zone. When he went to, through his ankles, he could do it on his own power. Yeah, I could cross here. He went through his knees. He went through on his own power. Yeah, I can cross here. His waist, his own power. I can cross here. And then he got to a point where he said, I can't do this in myself. If I'm going to go in, and notice he did go in because the man, the angel, brought him back to the bank. He only could bring him back if he already was in. If he's going to go in, he has to let go of what? Control. He has to let go of his own uh, ability, his own strength. He has to go, oh, God, I don't know what's about to happen next. I have to, I have to leave what I thought grounded me. I have to leave that behind. I have to float. I have to surrender to the flow of your goodness. To your presence, to your spirit, I have to let go. Now notice it says that when he let go, 
It says, when he returned, thank you, Jesus. And when I returned, verse 7, there along the bank of the river were very many trees on one side and the other. Notice that the fruit, the trees, the fruit, the fruit is for medicine, for food and the leaves for healing, for medicine. That those appeared when? When he let go of control. <laughs> he went through his ankles and he came back, no mention of trees. Went through his knees, he came back, no mention of, of fruit. He goes through his waist, comes back, no mention of leaves of medicine. <laughs> but when he lets go, and he's like, God, I, I'm, I don't get to direct where I go from this moment because I'm lost in your flow. When he comes back, there's very many trees. Ooh, thank you, Jesus. I feel like we're moving in this season where fruit is getting ready to explode. <laughs> <laughs> fruit is getting ready to explode and I tell you that the, the harvesters of this uh, of this fruit are not going to be those who are ankle deep <laughs> listen God is always moving but who is pressing through the crowd of normalcy Jesus I'm getting myself happy <laughs> God, God is always moving, but who is moving with him? Because if we stand here, thank you, Jesus. Last verse, and we're going to pray. Team, can we be ready? Get the whole team up here. and <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus. In John chapter 12, it says this, Then six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus was who had been dead, whom he had raised from the dead. That's a good verse right there. There they made him a supper, and Martha served, but Lazarus was one of those who sat at the table with him. Come on. What happens when we move into seasons where people who are once dead are now raised to life and they're sitting at dinner with us? Come on. Yeah, this is my friend Lazarus. Oh, I heard about you. This side of the room isn't sure. Come on. How many people were here a couple weeks ago when our friend Rick Larson, the, the Bethel tour guide, got up here and he shared. Uh, he, was, he had four weeks left to live of a, so, a stage four esophageal cancer. That was 10 years ago. <clears throat> and now hundreds and thousands of people have been healed through him. And people are like, oh, I heard about you. You're the guy that had four weeks left to live. <laughs> And now you have, not only are you not dead, you have a healing ministry. <laughs> That's become normal. So what happens when we're sitting at the table and it's not, oh, you were healed of cancer. It's like, oh, I heard about you. You were the guy who was dead for three days. That's not sinking in as deep as I'd hoped. Anyway, that's all right. <laughs> 
I'm going to read it again. There they made him a supper, and Martha served, but Lazarus, one of those who sat at the table with him. Then Mary took a pound of very costly oil of spikenard, anointed the feet of Jesus, and and wiped his feet with her hair, and the house was filled with the fragrance of the oil. I want you to catch something as we read on through verse 7. But one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, who would betray him, said, Why was this fragrant oil not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? This he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and had the money box, and he used to take what was put in it. But Jesus said, here, listen to this. But Jesus said, let her alone. She has kept this for the day of my burial. Now listen, for the poor you have with you always, but me you do not have always. I don't know about you, but that that should mess with us a little bit. Because he's claiming we should use this for the poor. (laughs) And Jesus is like, leave her alone. What she's done, she's done for my burial. And he says something unique. He says, the poor you're going to have with you always. And listen, we know it's on his heart to, to care for the poor, the orphan, and the widow. He tells us so. But he sets something in line here. He sets something in order here. Because they try to, out of manipulation, take it back to a works mentality. Aren't we supposed to work to fix problems? And Jesus is like, look, the reality is there's going to be problems around for a long time. Your job isn't to try and fix every problem first. Your job is to fill the house with fragrant oil. (laughs) And look, this is a transitional. She did it in preparation of his burial. But listen, we're, we're doing it now. We're bathing his feet. We're filling the house with fragrant oil in preparation for his return. Oh. And Jesus is gonna gonna return. But even before that great and terrible day of the Lord, I'm talking about he steps into Austin. (sighs) And he brings his glory and his goodness with him. And people tremble under his goodness. People on the Lamar Bridge, they get born again not because, not just because a little girl hands them a prophetic piece of art, but because the presence of God is hovering over the city. And they come under conviction and encounter, what what must I do to be saved? And then the harvesters who have let go just come by and sweep up the fruit. Listen, there's a river flowing. It's not a question of, is the river flowing? (laughs) The river is flowing. (laughs) There's a river flowing. There's a river flowing. There's a river flowing. His presence is here. His goodness is here. God's eye is on this city. The prophetic words are piled up. (laughs) Sky high. There's something getting ready to break out in this place.
It's not, is the river flowing? The question is, how many people are going to go in so deep you have to swim? Flow. I feel some fire. I feel some fire. Because <laughs> with that company of people, Jesus could change the world. With that company of people, Jesus can change the world. Wow, thank you, Jesus. Something beautiful happened tonight, and it, it happens often, not just here in this city. There's, a, there's an anointing of worship on this city, not just in this house and houses all over the city. There's an anointing of worship, but we're filling the house with fragrant oil. I want to ask you, how deep are you standing? Thank you, Jesus. Because God's looking for some people who aren't going to be stiff-necked. That's just a great saying. (laughs) Who aren't going to dig in. Be like, all right, I'm ready for God to move. And then wonder why we missed it. (laughs) Come on, if you believe that God's moving in this city, if you believe God's got his eye on Austin, I want to invite you to stand to your feet tonight. Thank you, Jesus. The river is flowing. The river is flowing. The river is flowing. River is flowing. The river is flowing. In just a minute, it's going to be time to pick up the kids. You got kids in children's church, you can bring them in. But I just want to, I want to give an invitation tonight. If you feel like you've had one foot stuck in the mud, two feet stuck in the mud, and and you know what I mean, that your your ability or willingness just to let go and let the river flow, not just past you, but through you, in you, with you, take you along to let God be in control, let God lead, <laughs> to break fear and just step out start floating and see what happens when you approach people out in the street and just ask them, like, hey, God just highlighted to you. Do you need prayer for anything? Hey, I couldn't help but notice you were limping. I believe God would like to touch you today. Would you just step out and let the river start to carry you? Listen, I can hear, I can hear the sound of suction cups, people's feet, boots getting unstuck from the mud right now. Come on, if you want to let the river carry you, If you want to let the river carry you, if you want to, right now, if you want to let the river carry you, I just want to invite you just to come out of your seat, unstick yourself, (laughs) unstick your foot, and just come, just come to the front. Something is happening. We're just going to begin to fill this house with fragrant oil once again. But it's going to be deeper and it's going to be richer because God loves an abandoned heart. He loves abandoned worship. And when you come and you say, God, I'm unsticking myself from the bank and I'm coming in deep, that's fresh. 
That's fresh, fragrant oil to him. True worship to him. True worship to him. True worship to him. And we're just gonna, we're just gonna begin to fill the house again. What's gonna happen? <laughs> I don't know. He's in charge. We're gonna let the river flow. So we're gonna go. We're just gonna let them minister over us in song. If you need to go, you're welcome to go. If you have some ministry team come up on the stage. If you didn't respond earlier, but you're here and you're like, I don't want to leave before I know that I know that I have Jesus in my life. I'm in right standing that he's the king of my life. Listen, you can't enter the river except for through him. We can get some prayer servants to get on the stage. They're going to be here to minister to you. Let's let the river carry us away. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit BethelATX.com.